0: This is Opportunity Detroit. I'm Ann Thomas, and we now welcome Jose Flores. He is the CEO of Ancor Automotive. Jose, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Ann. Very exciting to be here.
0: So, Jose, I want you to just tell our listeners a little bit about Ancor Automotive.
1: So, Ancor Automotive uh, has been around in the Detroit area for more than 40 years, We're the leading Tier 1 automotive supplier for data management solutions and and, and labels, automotive labels.
0: And what exactly does that mean? Can you explain what, what data management solutions, what does it mean to the industry and to the average driver?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Nobody – the inside joke says that nobody thinks about the automotive labels until it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're all hurry trying to build a car, and then you finish building the car, and you forget about the labels, and without the labels, you can't get or drive the car. So basically what we do is data management is a portion of – to different databases of the OEM supplier grab the real data as, it, as the car exits through the production line, and then put it into a label because every single label is particularly um, pertaining to the vehicle. So that's the data management portion. And then we do all kinds of labels. For example, if you go to the dealership, you'll see on the window the, the window sticker or the Moroni label, which is the most popular one. And then you can see there all the components of the car, the price of the car, and how the car was built. Uh, We do the tire pressure label. If you open your door on the V pillar, you can see how much air do your tire needs as well. And the certificate of the vehicle, those are the more popular ones, but we do more than 40 uh, types of labels, either dynamic, which are the ones that are the data management portion of it, or the static ones that are the same label for every single car.
0: Talk a little bit about doing business in this area, both in Detroit and in the Detroit area. How are things going?
1: I think, I think uh, things are going better. Obviously, the last couple of years were a little bit harsh because of the pandemic and, and the interaction and the way of doing business uh, behind the screen. It's kind of difficult for the business development people. But um, Detroit has been very well with us, as I said. We have been around for 40 years. This is the city that put the world on wheels. Um, so we we do belong here in Detroit.
0: And you also have a good relationship and an important relationship with Mish Auto. Let's let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so we're part of the Detroit Regional Chamber. I'm a member of Mish Auto as well, and I'm also on the... Uh, advocacy committee for Michauto. So I'm part of the members of the of that committee that it's in charge of dealing and speaking with the lobbyists and and the legislators for us to push the regulations that will help the automotive industry. So we uh, became members of Michauto two years ago. And we're very happy with it because there's there's a lot of networking with the fellow Tier ones and and also the OEMs. It, it it it's it's a great community, great environment, and it has definitely helped our business.
0: Can you talk a little bit about the changing automotive industry and the fact that you know we're moving toward electric vehicles? How will that impact Ancor Automotive, Jose Flores? Mm-hmm.
1: So, Anchor Automotive is actually trying to do different things to address that question that you just mentioned. We're doing an innovation hub uh, on 5.11. I think that companies talk about collaboration, ideas, but in these times, uh, that has been very difficult because of the pandemic and everything that I just mentioned. Also, on the attraction of the talent, like the new talent, the high-tech talent. Traditional layouts don't don't foster um, that environment. New talent is looking for something that it's disruptive, dynamic, and flexible spaces. So we're trying to build this innovation hub that it's going to be a a dynamic ecosystem with different mindsets, skill sets, and that I think that will accelerate. The development adoption of critical technologies that we need to know for this race towards digitalization and immobility, because as you said it, we're shifting towards immobility. But I don't think people right now have the 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 right technologies for us to master those, those those things. Right?
0: Yes. With regard to attracting talent to Detroit and the Detroit area. I would think that all of the interesting things, amazing things going on in Detroit would be appealing to young talent. What are you seeing?
1: I agree. I agree. People always say, like, we're trying to come back, we're we're coming back. People from the West say that I I necessarily don't agree with that when people normally tell me that. I I tell them, like, we're not coming back, we're back, period. Right.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's a good way to put it.
1: So I, I do feel that Detroit has always been a flagship city or community and trendsetter. Even from the innovators, you have Thomas Alva Edison, which created the Edison bulb. You have Henry Ford. But also on other aspects, for example, we're the biggest exporter of cultural talent in the country. And we also graduate a lot of engineers. So I think we have always been the city that. That, that disrupts and creates, and and people forgot about that. People forgot about that. But uh, nowadays, with all the great things that we're doing, Michigan, um, the, the the new lab central, the book repository, and us racing towards being the innovation, the the biggest innovation hub in the country, I, I think people are starting to look at us back and say like. That's right. Detroit. Detroit was the trendsetter. Detroit was the flagship city. So I I think all the great things that all of us are doing as a community are definitely helping to bring and retain talent back to the city.
0: That's a really good point, Jose Flores. As the CEO of a Tier 1 supplier, what kind of advice do you have for city officials, for officials in Metro Detroit, on what they can do to attract even more talent to this area.
1: There's two advices that I that I would give. One of them it's basically the leadership style that people need to acquire or adopt nowadays. The, the old traditional leadership model do, doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. Gen Zs, millennials are are, are looking for new types of leadership and something that I always tell my people for example, it's the way I measure the success of the company is by KPI. And by KPI, I mean key performance indicators. I I mean Mm. keep people involved, keep people inspired, and keep people informed. Those are my three metrics that I always remind myself about to, to make sure we're trending towards the right direction because the leadership style that people need to adopt right now, it's more of a servant leadership yes. than, than the old traditional model. And the second uh, advice that I would give is get with small, medium companies. There's a lot of there. They have great ideas. Get all of us in the same room to try to discuss the pain points and roll towards the same direction. And that's kind of, of what Mish Auto does. Mish brings a lot of automotive people. We address our needs. We help each other, and and, and we are aligned with the same vision. And I think that's very important. Right now, we want to be the next Silicon Valley. That's what people are saying. But do all of us know about that? Maybe some other people are rolling towards other directions. (laughs) So being aligned and change the leadership style, that, that will be my two advices.
0: What's your take on whether employees should be in the workplace or working from home?
1: I have always, liked face-to-face interaction, and every people has different styles and different needs. I'm not forcing uh, my employees to come back to the office. Right now we're three days a week. But I'm trying to bring them back to the office towards positive reinforcement. So I'm trying to build a sense of purpose for them to come to the office Enjoy working, enjoying the interaction, and that's where the innovation hub uh, comes along as well. That's a co-working space that people will have fun, they'll work, they'll discuss, they'll brainstorm. I-, I want them to come to the office and that's the same old discussion about non-compete, for example, right right I'm, I'm a non-believer of non-compete because if you have a, a, a person or an employee held here in your in, in, in your office because of a paper. That that doesn't work. You you should let it go. Honestly,
0: are you looking for young talent at this time? I'm I'm sure your answer is going to be in. I'm always looking.
1: <laughs> I'm always looking. <laughs> as uh, you just said it. it, it's it's difficult nowadays because you need to convince the, the talent to to come and work with you. Uh, Right now, we're actually, with this innovation hub that we're opening on 5.11, we're increasing our organizational structure by 12%. We're looking for young innovators, software developers that want to come and change the needle and be part of this big e-mobility race.
0: Jose Flores, CEO of Ancor Automotive, thank you so much for talking to us today and telling us a little bit about this incredible company that has been in business for 40 years. Congratulations.
1: No, thanks, man. Great talking with you.
0: It was really nice talking to you, too. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit. We'll be back right after this.